about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. New year, new attitude. Welcome to the program. New facts as well as they come rolling out. Next week, my book, The Great Reset. Everything you need to know about 21st century fascism in America and in the world comes out. You can order it right now at Amazon or wherever you buy your books. I want to talk to the co-author in just a second. Justin is... uh, Justin Haskins is a guy who has been working on trying to figure out the Great great Reset with me uh, for a while. And once COVID happened, we noticed, wow, this is accelerating this whole thing. It's almost as if this is a gift to the Davos people. Well, it was. But now that COVID is starting to fade, I believe, they're looking for another vehicle and uh, they war gamed something in December what was it and what will it mean to you the great reset and the great resetters in 60 seconds well welcome to 2022 remember the Fed last year told us Oh, it's, you know, just temporary. This inflation is going to go back to normal. Well, inflation is here. If you look at your grocery bill from six months ago and compare it to today's, it's not a pretty sight. So how do you protect yourself? Well, this is from rising inflation is from the devaluing of the U.S. dollar. They're printing too much. It's time to call Goldline. Do it today. Gold and silver are time-tested hedge against inflation and economic insanity. And I'll show you in the next few minutes what's coming. It's insane. Get moving right now. Goldline has an extremely small quantity uh, quality, quantity of their holiday silver rounds, the Mind Your Business silver bars left over from their Christmas promotion. Call them ASAP to find out how to qualify for the free silver at 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. All righty then. Justin Haskins is a um, is a guy that I I found years and years ago when he was very young and uh, he he started a website stopping socialism and I was intrigued by this young man and what he was doing and I've been following him for a while he's now the editorial director and research fellow at the Heartland Institute uh, and uh, he's a co-author of the new book, The Great Reset, which comes out next week. Justin, welcome to the program. Happy New Year, Glenn. How are you? <laughs> well, it would be a more Happy New Year if I wasn't starting it with what I know we're we're going to start talking about right now. Yeah, let's kill that New Year's optimism <laughs> right off the bat. Let's just let's, mother it yeah. Let's just kill it right yeah, off the like, bat. Yeah, it's like old Yeller in the barn. And like, please don't make me shoot him. Bud, we have to put them down. Uh, on December, what was it, sixth or eighth, something like that? A ten-country—I yeah, believe it's first week of December. Yep. A ten-country simulation of a major cyber attack on the global financial system 
Uh, in an attempt to increase cooperation that could help minimize any potential damage to financial markets and banks was run. Now, this happened in Israel, but it was actually supposed to happen at the Dubai World Expo, which, gosh, what was happening at the Dubai World Expo? That was where they were having their great narrative (laughs) event uh, with the World Economic Forum and other people involved with the Great Reset. Um, which is a whole nother incredibly creepy part of this whole Great Reset movement. Okay. Tell me the significance of what the Great Resetters were doing in this, in this war game. Right. So the reason why this is, I think, incredibly important is because what we've learned from studying the Great Reset is that the people who support this have for many years been laying the foundation for implementing this whole new system of essentially a China model of, of capitalism slash authoritarianism, 21st century fascism is how we phrase it in the book. And I think that's the best way to articulate it. It is. And what they've been looking for are crises that they can use to help move the ball forward on this. So climate change was something they've been trying for a very long time. They're still trying it. COVID came along, and that was the golden opportunity for them. But now, as you said in the lead-up to this, COVID is sort of fading, and they need something else. And what I think is going on with this war game is they're looking for uh, – they're they're testing out different ways where they could move the ball forward on the Great Reset uh, using various kinds of crises. And this one was cyber attacks. Now, if you remember earlier in 2021, there was that attack on the Colonial Pipeline where hackers literally uh, uh, made it in, uh, held, this, uh, held this gigantic pipeline in the United States ransom, one of the biggest pipelines in the world. And they were forced to, uh, the pipeline was forced to pay them in Bitcoin, basically, to get the access to the pipeline back. Um, and as soon as that happened, the World Economic Forum and others started rolling out this narrative of there, the, this possibility that there could be this cyber pandemic. That's the phrase they use, cyber pandemic that could shut down the entire global economy. And the only way that we would be able to fight this off is if we all coordinate and if we build this globalist sort of uh, multilateral movement to to protect our financial institutions. Mm. The exact same kind of thing they were saying about pandemics prior to COVID-19. So they had this big war game meeting in in, in December. They've been planning it for a year. Major players from all over the world were there, including the International Monetary Fund, the United States sent a treasury official there, Switzerland, Germany, the United Kingdom, United Arab Emirates. All of these people have been involved in the Great Reset in one form or another, uh, the World Bank, Bank of International Settlements. And they ran a bunch of war games where uh, cyber attacks would uh, uh, occur that would on the financial system mixed with fake news, this is what they said, fake news that would cause people to lose faith in the financial system and that the only way that they could fix it would be for them to build these multilateral institutions or multilateral uh, frameworks that would help them come together to uh, stop these issues. They called it collective strength. Okay, now listen, Um, I want to quote, I want to quote some things here. The banks are appealing for emergency liquidity assistance in a multitude of currencies to put to a halt the chaos as counterparties withdraw their funds and limit access to liquidity, leaving the banks in disarray and ruin. 
The participants discussed multilateral policies to respond to the crisis, including a coordinated bank holiday, a bank holiday when they say coordinated throughout the entire West, not just the Western Hemisphere, the entire West, all countries, Uh, debt repayment grace periods, swap repro uh, agreements, and listen to this, coordinated delinking from major currencies. What does that mean? I think that means they're trying to figure out a way to roll out an international currency. That's what I think it means. Probably an international digital currency, which is something that people in the Great Reset movement, like Mark Carney, who is heavily involved in many of these meetings that's been going on in Glasgow and elsewhere with the World Economic Forum, um, I believe that that's what they ultimately want and that they're looking for a way to try to make this happen. Uh, And I think that they're running different scenarios for how this could occur. And these so-called cyber attacks and fake news, uh, the proliferation of fake news uh, causing some kind of financial catastrophe, supposedly, are some of the scenarios that they're thinking could be used as a way to roll out an international currency. I think that's the only way to understand what a coordinated delinking from major currencies is. What does that mean uh, to the to the average person, their savings, their salary, and everything else, if there's, quote, a major delinking from major currencies? Well, what we've seen in the past is anytime there has been a switch to a currency, uh, when they've gotten rid of an old kind of currency and they've moved to a new sort of currency, and this is- every time we've seen this, this- people lose 50% of the value of their money, essentially. That's more. That's when that's when uh, it happened with the gold certificates and the silver certificates. If you're my age, you might remember seeing silver certificates uh, that would from time to time kind of come through. uh, And it it meant that that dollar was linked to that amount of silver in the Fed Treasury or that amount of gold. We got rid of that currency, redesigned it, and we have a new currency. They delinked uh, dollar for dollar at that point, and we people lost a lot of their savings, a lot of the value. You can go from 40 to, I think it's as much as 65%. But this one, the Treasury has already said that if a delinking or a currency changes, This one will be based on social justice. So if you're white and very, very wealthy, you might get 35 cents on the dollar. But if you're, uh, you know, underprivileged in a wheelchair, only one eye uh, without a job, you might get a dollar ten for your dollar redistribution of wealth. And that's directly from the Treasury. Right. And, and the digital and if it becomes a digital currency, which I think almost every person who's an expert who's been following this uh, believes is the next phase. If there are going to move to an international currency, it's going to be some sort of digital currency. Then you'd be able to do all sorts of crazy social justice things because you'd be able to not only track how people are spending their money in a very centralized way, Shoot but you could off. actually control yeah. how people are spending their money because you could say, no, you can't spend your money on, say, a firearm or you can't spend your too much of your money 
uh, on white owned businesses or something like that. I mean, you could do stuff like that if you well, really wanted to. The, the most important thing here, Justin, is I don't think people understand that we are in um, new modern monetary theory. We're already doing that, which is just print the money. It doesn't matter. Just print the money. But what everybody forgets is the second part of modern monetary theory. The way to control inflation is to be able to control the companies, which is part of the Great Reset, being able to have a golden share on uh, you know the uh, boards of all of these companies, where the government can override the the chairperson and the shareholders and say our golden share says you're not going to make that car or you're going to make this car and you're going to make you know twice the amount you say. They not only control the companies, but they have to control how people spend their money, uh, and that's where digital currency is a is an absolute must yes that's exactly right there's no real way to micromanage an economy uh if there's any freedom at all in that in, in that marketplace there's no way to micromanage it without a digital currency you need to have a digital currency to micromanage it. and if you've been following the modern monetary theory movement which far left-wing groups have been involved with now for many many years um, it, it, it's, it's very clear that their only solution to the question of, well, how can we just print endless amounts of money without causing runaway inflation is we're going to build a superstructure that allows the government to micromanage every aspect of the economy through price controls and other things. And, and then that way, if energy prices are driving inflation and energy prices are getting too high, we can just turn the little dial in our command center in Washington, D.C. or in Davos or wherever, and we can lower the price of energy or we can control, take money out of the economy seemingly overnight. Well, how do you do that kind of stuff without having a digital? A digital currency makes all of that much easier to do, much more possible in a way that that I think you could theoretically control the economy um, and maybe even help limit inflation to some extent. But the expense of that is going to be you're going to have absolutely no economic freedom at all. And yeah. this, I think, is the long term plan. And that's why they're wargaming all of this stuff out, because they're trying to figure out a way to get to that. But they can't just say, OK, everybody, uh, we're just going to switch uh, currencies tomorrow. That's going to cause a massive financial collapse. It's going to cause panic. They need to have a justification for it. And the justification is that they're wargaming in this particular scenario is cyber attacks and fake news and misinformation and all of that. But I'm willing to bet they have a long list of other potential uh, crises that would lead them to the exact same conclusion, because this is the, where they need to go. They don't know how, exactly how they're going to get there, but I don't think. But this is where they need to end up with a global international digital currency or something like that. Um, I'm going to take a quick break in, in one minute. I'm going to come back and and talk to Justin about the political science review, uh, something that came out from uh, Cambridge University Press. Uh, it's a it's another tripwire for this. They're being laid everywhere. Give you that here in 60 seconds. You and I know all too well that the time to prepare is during good times. Because when this actually hits, it'll be too late. It'll be too late. I've stocked up from, you know, for my family uh, with emergency food from my Patriot Supply. May I highly suggest you do that as well. 
if you have the means, you might, might want to do a little more than just your family, because I guarantee you, you're going to have to share. We're all going to we're going to be in this together. I want you to go to my Patriot Supply. They are America's largest preparedness company. They have millions of happy, well-prepared customers. Their food lasts up to 25 years in storage. It is really delicious. And you can save $50 on a four-week emergency food kit right now, which is their most popular. The kit provides breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, even snacks. It has 2,000 calories every day, ensuring that you and your family are going to be able to maintain a healthy diet, even when something disastrous goes down. Every family in America should have some food set aside. My Patriot Supply. It's a place to go. My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Save 50% off your four-week food kit. Don't put it off. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there is a... There is a, uh, a paper out, Political Legitimacy, Authoritarianism, and Climate Change, that I think is pretty clear that it is arguing that we have to take climate action, and climate action uh, is over democracy. And if democracies fail to act on climate change, then authoritarianism is a must. Am I reading this right? Oh, you're absolutely reading this right. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. It goes back to what we were talking about in our previous conversation. Uh, People who are involved in the Great Reset Movement, people who are elites in academia, people who are involved with the International Monetary Fund, international banking systems, large corporations, they're trying to find justifications for expanding their power. And climate change is, although they have not successfully done this yet, especially not in the United States, climate change is the greatest gift that they could possibly have uh, for making that happen. If they could figure out a way to, to get enough people to believe that, that climate change is essentially an a-, a giant Texas-sized asteroid heading towards Earth that's going to wipe us all out and destroy the world, and the only way to save us is to hand power over to elites to control and micromanage our society and economy, then they win. Then, then it doesn't matter what the Constitution says. It doesn't matter. What, uh, individual rights don't matter. Free market economics don't matter. None of that matters. So if you could just convince enough people to believe that idea, then you could actually have an authoritarian society or a so- so- at least a soft authoritarian society. And this is an incredible article that you're referencing from the American Political Science Review that essentially suggests in, in a major academic political science journal that we embrace authoritarianism as a way to stop the climate change catastrophe that's supposedly going to wipe us all out. Um, And it even references in the article that a, quote, salient example of this same idea of of needing to embrace authoritarianism to stop a crisis is the COVID-19 pandemic. And it says during which uh, severe limitations on free movement and association have become legitimate techniques of government. And this is exactly why so many of us have been terrified and warning about what's been going on with COVID-19, because this is not how it all ends. It's not just about COVID-19. It's about what comes next and then what comes after that. 
And what is the we're on the road to tyranny right now, a road to authoritarianism, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And climate change, if they could ever actually convince enough people to believe that it is the crisis that they say it is, it, it, it will be the key that unlocks every door that they've been wanting to open for decades and decades and decades, but haven't been able to figure out how to get free people in the United States to agree to go along. Our first book, uh, without the big publisher behind it, doing it ourselves, uh, is The Great Reset. It's available next week. Get it now. Order it online at Amazon or wherever you buy your books, but get it now. It's called The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. Joe Biden and the rise of the 21st century fascism, the Great Reset. It arrives Tuesday next week. The Glenn Beck Program. So remember that time you were remodeling your house and you had the contractor build a little secret room underground where you could store and go eat all of the contraband snacks that your wife is always complaining that you eat or drink? Is that literally only me? Is that just... All right. Well, throw out all those other snacks and replace them with built bars. It's a candy bar. No one can convince me otherwise. It is a candy bar. Uh, it is the only thing that I've ever had where it tastes really good and it's good for you. That doesn't happen. And I mean, like, it tastes really good. Not like steak. It's like candy. It is candy. It's, I have a very bad sweet tooth. Most bars have about 130 calories and four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They're also made with 100% real chocolate. Amazing flavors. If you have a, uh, a resolution to lose weight, Built can get you there. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order. Promo code BEC15. 15% off. Built.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. When, when we say the Great Reset is just laying framework and why the Build Back Better funding cannot go through. And somebody in Washington needs to be vigilant that none of those pieces are ever introduced in any other bill. The reason why I say these things is because we are on a new road and we are on a road where you're the little person, I'm the little person, and we're not really consulted on what's coming. Part of that is because we're not interested. Um, you know, the, the, well, I should say this. Part of that is because the media cannot find a way to make things interesting. Uh, it's not that hard, uh, but they can't. They can't do it. Uh, and they don't think that you have the intelligence or the emotional quotas to be able to handle what's coming. And I think if you just partnered with the American people and said, hey, look, this is what's coming. Uh, we need to figure this out together. We would come up with ways to be able to keep our freedoms uh, and navigate in this new world. But that's not what's happening. 
they believe that freedom is going to be displaced by some sort of authoritarianism. And so to stop the jackbooted thugs, they'll become thugs in, you know, wingtip shoes. The, the banks and the governments and the giant corporations will work together and you'll just take it. Well, I don't think the world is going to take it. But things are being laid in right now that are very important to keep your eye on. The NHS in, um, in the UK has just released an app for domestic travel passes for COVID. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote some things. And it is from gov.uk slash government uh, slash pub. Okay, so it's uh, it's right directly from the UK government. The data now that they are this app is collecting, but it will only be on your phone and it will be kept completely private on the app. And it's not going anywhere. Information relating to the individual's physical or mental health condition and vaccination events. Now, you might say that's a little concerning because what does my mental health have to do with anything on a vaccine passport? But don't worry about that one, because it also collects information relating to the family of the individual and the individual's lifestyle and social circumstances. What the hell does that even mean? But it also holds the information which relates to the ethnic origin of the individual and information relating to genetic biometric details um, where processed to uniquely identify an individual. And then it also, uh, but it's just going to be held on the app. Any criminal convictions or alleged criminal behavior. All for your safety on the app. Now, I don't know why I would need an app to remind me of alleged criminal behavior. I don't know why uh, I would need an app to remind me of my ethnic origin or my lifestyle or my social cons- uh, my social circumstances. Can you think of a, a use for that at all? It's legitimate by you. Jeez, what what were my political affiliations? Oh, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. You wouldn't need any of that. You wouldn't need any of that. Now, it's only so far they are only using the information relating to individuals' physical or mental health condition, only vaccination events. But the other things are listed as things we could put on the app. Things that are that are there but not in use yet. Are they trying to make this essentially your ID card? Right, like your voter ID mm-hmm. card could be there. Mm-hmm. Maybe the party would be important, right, mm-hmm. like to be on there in some way. But again, if if it's if it's only for you and you're not sharing it with anyone, obviously, I don't need that from the government, right? 
So is it essentially an effort at uh, this uh, a passport system of, of some sort? Yeah, it, it, it says in their own words, uh, domestic uh, travel passes now collect data on mental health, social circumstances, political opinions, lifestyle, alleged criminal convictions, and will be used to I, as a identifying document, quoting, for right to work and right to rent. In political opinion, there'd be no reason. No reason. Except no reason. for all of the horror stories we were warned about all the time, right? What else, what else would that, what other reason would there be to have that information accessible through a passport system? Political opinions? And look, you know, as we've said over and over again, the British system is not one that we want. I don't know why we continue to chase them. (laughs) No, it's 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 not. But this is the stuff that is already being done by big tech and it's running in other countries. I mean, the the Sweden story is really disturbing, really disturbing. Um, And that is the story of the chip implant. Now, this is being done with the full knowledge of uh, the. uh, Who who is doing it again? I keep only thinking the Swiss, but it's not the Swiss. It's uh, Norway. So the Norwegians are fully on board with this uh, and they're doing it openly. They're taking a small, teeny chip with their their biometrics and their vaccine, the vaccines status, and they're implanting it into their hand so they can scan their hand. But it also gives, you know, the individual uh, the all of their biometric data, their heart, their breathing, all of it constantly monitored. And you can be alert, alerted on an app of your phone if your heart starts to beat a little too fast like i wouldn't know that um it also conveniently will help you if you get lost because you'll be able to find yourself on a gps map what a great thing what I a mean, great thing my phone a, does that already i can just drop a pin of where i'm at well i would think about an alzheimer's patient or something glenn maybe you had a missing child Mm-hmm. You'd be able to. If we could only save one missing child, yeah, it would all it be all worth losing by force, losing all of our freedoms. Yes, thank you. Finally, you've recognized that. Yeah, you've been pushing back against that one for better part of thirty years. But yeah. I'm glad you're finally there. <laughs> I'm finally there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could only save one person, one child, one person with Alzheimer's, we should all lose our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that's been the. That's kind of like the national motto of the last couple of years. Right? It is. We, it should, is. we should just turn our entire society, lives, economy off uh, because in theory it might it might save some people's lives. And as we see, that's very difficult to do when you look at all the approaches from around the world. There doesn't seem to be any that have actually, quote unquote, worked. Right. I mean, you can find real lockdown societies that have lower death rates. You can find certain societies that have done absolutely nothing and have higher death rates. But generally speaking, I mean, the idea that Europe was so evolved in the middle of this COVID stuff and did all these things the right way when we did them the wrong way, and they have the same or worse death rates than we do. Uh, You know, I mean, maybe it seems like it's not all about this moral struggle. Maybe it's a virus and it just does things and we have to learn to live with it the best that we can and try to come up with ways to fight it. Or we could use this to 
zombify people. Or, yeah. And make sure that they understand the government is here to help. Yeah. And if it will just save (laughs) one life, Mm. that it's all worth losing your freedom. Why don't you have the app? You know, the one thing that's not on this app that I'm surprised uh, is uh, that you have to watch, like, the prime minister. And then you'll be quizzed at the end of the day. Mm. That's what's on the Chinese app like this. You have to you have to read the words of uh, the dear leader and uh, and you have to answer questions during the day. And if you don't, your social score goes down. So, I mean, it is absolute indoctrination. You have to read it every day and answer questions. That's incredible. And of course, it's exactly what you'd expect from the Chinese Communist Party. You'd expect it a little bit less, I guess, out of the British uh, uh, government, but also less out of ours. And that seems to be the way it's playing out. We just keep following them down these roads, right? We, we, we don't have this, thankfully, at this point, but uh, we have to stop it or it will come. You know, I mean, you, you, you talked I, about the whole the grain of rice inside your skin. I mean, uh, your, the Apple Watch does almost all the things you're talking about. Right? Yeah, but you can take the Apple Watch off. Yeah. Um, here's the. Uh, but you're, you're choosing it either way. You're choosing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was uh, I was in Mexico and um, I ran into this woman who escaped from China mm-hmm. through Vietnam this is such a typical Glenn Beck vacation story. Know, like, what do you mean? I went to, what you will go to a beach and you relax and you have a drink or a bunch of food and then you go back and enjoy your family. You not the way it like people who've escaped regimes. I don't know how it happens, <laughs> but it does. it does. I'm like a magnet for these people. And, uh, uh, she was, she lives in Mexico now because she doesn't trust America. I mean, think That's of that quite a statement. And she's like, you, you, you guys don't understand. You don't understand what's coming. She said everything that they're doing right now, I've seen before. I've seen it in China. And it's coming. And she is she is so convinced that uh, her and her family could be killed by the Chinese in Mexico. She gave me something to give to President Trump. And uh, I said, you know, you could send it. It'd probably get to him faster. She's like, oh, no, no, no. No, I don't want anything coming from me. She on it. She put a fake name. She told me to tell a fake name. And she's like dead serious. She's lived it. And she's like, it's coming. It's coming. And uh, America, you should wake up. The first pill to... Uh, wake up if you'd like to is the great reset it comes out next week you probably be able to get it by this weekend uh, if you order now wherever books are sold the great reset my latest book it comes out again next tuesday when was the last time you felt really good i mean really good when you could hop out of bed in the morning you know feeling like a million bucks ready for whatever the day brought you if the answer is I don't really remember. Then you should check out Relief Factor. I can relate. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. It was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation. And that is the major source of most pain. It has four key ingredients that each work together with your body as it fights against the the, uh, effects of aging and exercise and everyday living. 
I take Relief Factor every single day. It has made an enormous impact on my life. Right now, they're offering the three-week quick start developed for you at only $19.95. It's a dollar a day. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. That says a lot. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. Again, relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. The Glenn Beck Program. another thing about so did you did you uh you saw the matrix i did because you said the pill thing at the end of your last Mm -hmm. and it set me off because i I, i've been listening to it for four minutes now i suffered through watching this awful matrix sequel Uh it was terrible and they're all terrible the first one was good and all the sequels are terrible and it comes first of all you have to realize I like Keanu Reeves. I like a lot of things about him. I like the way he treats people in real life. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he seems to be somewhat down to earth and like really cares about like doing legitimate shooting drills. He's like an amazing with, with yeah. a gun. Yeah. Uh, also, he's not a good actor. Like, can we be honest about the fact that Keanu Reeves is not good at this, this profession he is currently involved in? He just goes, whoa, like 900 times in every movie. And he's not good. These movies are not good. And, well, and and beyond that, there's too many pills. Everywhere, everything on the internet is like I I I red pilled them, I blue pilled them, I orange pilled them, I yellow. What do these pills even mean? I stop. Why does the Matrix get all of this cultural relevance, where every every debate gets to be uh, summarized by what color pill we're taking? It was it was an okay movie from 20 years ago that has spawned nonstop terrible sequels. Stop giving it relevance. Well, I will tell you this: the movies that I did not think would go into perpetual sequels mm-hmm. uh, would probably be Fast and Furious, yeah, which is uh, The Matrix and mm-hmm. uh, John Wick. John Wick. I mean, I like John Wick movies. I, I, I like him because he's really. I mean, the you know he can really shoot. Yeah. Um. But uh, they're ridiculous. But in a well, fun I way, mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's they're now in production for five. John yeah. Wick five. Four is coming out soon. Five yeah. is in pre-production. Uh huh. Uh huh. It starts with the premise of stealing his car and uh, somebody killing his dog. And we've got five movies out of that. <laughs> five. I, 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 I honor his ability to bring in the cash with this stuff. Oh, yeah. Can we? No. Please. No, we have to. I mean, because I think he would. He's cool enough to be, you know, clear. Nah. I'm really not a good actor. I'm good at marketing. <laughs> and, you know, I look good in black, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> a good scam. It's a good scam. Nobody gets hurt by it. Mm-hmm. Except uh, the four dogs. They keep getting killed. No, there was only one. <laughs> there was only one. This is the Glenn Beck Program.